Anderson. Hits it in the air to right. Back at the wall, and the White Sox win it. Sox win. Welcome back. This is the Feeling Soxy podcast. How are we doing as we wrap up the first half of the regular season? And the White Sox certainly did not disappoint. And in one of the bigger series, as we talked about how these last two series against the Guardians and the Twins were very big series that they needed to take at least three out of four or at least a sweep. They certainly did that. They took three out of four from the Twins, including beating the snot out of them in two of the games, the first game and the final game. We really showed the Twins that they are a fraudulent first place team and hopefully their reign as first place team will be coming to an end very shortly being ended by us the Chicago White Sox as I mentioned before I mean this this is a big series win I mean taking three out of four and really putting a pounding on them and real in three out of those four games winning those games by you won the Thursday game by 10 you won today's game by 11 and Friday's game sandwich in between that you won the game by four and sure they they lost the game on Saturday but they showed you a lot in losing that game on Saturday that it wasn't like the other losses in the season and we'll get into all that we'll get into all of that but let's start it off let's start by the game on Thursday very big game this to start the big series yeah Johnny Cueto taking the bump against Sonny Gray Sonny Gray is actually had a very nice career against the White Sox. I think I would say that more times than not that they've struggled against him in the past. But this was a game where the offense got it going very early. They got two runs in the first inning. They got two runs in the first inning. Jose Abreu drove in a run with two outs. And then get, and then Andrew Vaughn drove him back in. Drove him in later that inning. In the second inning, Gio Urshela was able to get an RBI double and then would later get thrown out at the plate, which I don't, I didn't understand what the twins were thinking. They probably could have, they probably could have challenged on that play where it looked like he was right on top of the plate. It might've been a very winnable challenge for them because it looked like that he was safe, but I mean, I, the fact that they didn't, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty shocking. I know, I know for a fact that if Tony La Russa did that, I'm not defending TLR, but if Tony La Russa did that, then we would be criticizing him up to the moon. We He would be getting pile-driven by everybody, by media, by probably by me, who knows, by depending on how the game goes. But this game would be would get out of hand very, very late in the... Not really late in the game. It would be the fourth inning. And this was after... Sonny Gray took a ball off to this pitching arm. And at this moment, they probably they probably should have pulled him from the game. The Minnesota Twins probably should have pulled him from the game. They chose not to. They chose not to. And they paid for it dearly. They paid for it dearly. Luis Robert hit a grand slam. That was a big that was the biggest hit of the entire game because it basically put the twins out of their misery. I mean, they would end up scoring six more runs. Andrew Vaughn would hit a home run. Sebi Savala would hit a home, would hit a three run homer, which I mean, his two home runs are kind of cheap. He hit them off of position players, but nonetheless, that was the way you wanted to start off the series. You started off the series by making a statement. 
You made that big of a statement. You came up there coming off of winning two straight games against the Guardians. You wanted to keep that momentum going. And that's something that we've talked about with this White Sox team that they have struggled to do throughout the season is really kind of try and sustain that consistent momentum, that consistent, clean baseball. Well, they certainly brought that into that. Ooh, certainly brought that into that first game where they just pounded the twins, pounded them into the ground, 12 to two. Obviously that was a huge, huge performance. They hit three home runs in that game. Very huge game by Luis Robert. He would have three hits. He would hit a double. He drove in five runs that game. And that would also be the last runs he would drive in for the entire series. And I will explain why going into Friday's game, going into Friday's game again, same deal as the buildup to the first game. You wanted to continue that sustained momentum going forward. And they certainly did that. I mean, Kopech didn't have his best stuff. You could tell that he desperately, desperately needs the all-star break. And I think he'll definitely um, re he'll definitely be revitalized, especially with the way that this first half has really ended. You can really tell that he needs the all-star break. And he really battled through. I mean, there were a couple moments. I mean, the Twins scored two runs after the White Sox scored two runs. They responded to that right away. But the credit to the White Sox pitchers, they really kept the Minnesota Twins off of the board for the rest of the way. Kopech battled. He got his third win on the season, which I it's crazy that he only has three wins on the year, but that's more of just a product of bad luck. He was able to go five innings. He, he walked four, only struck out two. But again, he didn't have his best stuff. He hasn't really had his best stuff lately, but for the most part, he has really, um, really kept him in the game. I think this is um, a part of his growing pains where he hasn't really pitched this much into the season in his entire career. So He's in that dead arm period. He doesn't have his best stuff. So he really battled out there against the Minnesota Twins, really holding them in check. They really didn't pose any sort of threat at, at any point during the rest of the game. And it was awesome. You know, Tim Anderson got two hits. He was able to break the tie open with his solo home run in the fourth. That would be all the scoring until Adam Engel, who came into the game for Luis Robert after he left the game with lightheadedness. We didn't see him again for the rest of uh, this series against the Minnesota Twins, but Adam Engel did what Luis Robert usually does in that spot, hitting a three-run bomb and really put that game out of reach. So you won the first two games. You at least guaranteed yourself the split. They won that game 6-2, to two, by the way, and they really did themselves a hell of a job really taking these uh, first two games and going in on a four-game winning streak. I mean, they... It's crazy. They got to the four game winning streak and it was uh it was a huge it was a huge victory because you didn't want the disappointment of scoring twelve runs and then scoring only one run, which seemed to a which has happened a lot during this White Sox year where they come out firing on offense and then they just come out flat the next game and then they don't and then they probably score the equivalent of the runs they scored in that game, and then they score that in like five straight games we didn't get that in that game so to be able to at least guarantee a split you already kind of guaranteed a an over 500 a, a at least a 500 road trip seeing as how you, you lost the first two games against the guardians you were able to take that series you took the first two against the twins which was really huge because again that guaranteed you the over 500 for 
the road trip for the road trip. And that led into Saturday's game. This is the one game the Twins won. You know, on Jim Cott day for them, I guess, you know, good for them. I didn't really see I didn't really see the third inning when Lance Lennon gave up three home runs to Carlos Correa, a two run homer and a three run homer to Jorge Polanco. I didn't see those. I was unfortunately in the bathroom taking care of some business, but it probably was a good thing because I was doing the business for the White Sox. That really was this was really the only game that you really could say that um, it was not really a great performance. Lance Lynn's second straight start, not really good. I mean, he's I guess he's still kind of he's still kind of working his way back from the injuries. He's still kind of trying to build up the arm strength, but you know, this is a little bit of a concern. I have mentioned this before, like before he came back, that we're we're assuming that Lance Lynn is going to be the vintage Lance Lynn. It's honestly you just more or less you just hope that he's the vintage Lance Lynn when you get into these games. And he was not the vintage Lance Lynn. He gave up three home runs and the offense for the most part battled their way back. I mean, they were trailing six, nothing at one point through the first three innings and a trend throughout the season is when they get down in those games, usually don't see them put together competitive at bats. And then the games are relatively over then they're, then the games are over, but this was not the case. They were able to battle their way back and really had opportunities to where they could have tied the game up late and could have, uh, you know, at least tied the game late. They had plenty of opportunities, but they didn't. They didn't quit, which you know I've accused them of quitting in a bunch of other games this year. They didn't do that in this one game, and they really showed a lot. The offense battled. They really battled, and they were able to at least, at least build some confidence going into that last game, where you felt pretty good with Dylan Cease going to the mound, who, by the way, should be an All Star. And he proved it when he would go when he went seven innings, struck out eight. He is now the league leader in strikeouts with 150. He lowered his ERA to 215. As I bring up these stats for you, as Dylan Cease won his ninth game, he has 150 strikeouts. He also was the eighth youngest player to reach 500 career strikeouts as he pretty much dominated the Twins. The Twins only got one hit throughout this entire game. Dylan Cease was just dominating them, dominating the Twins. And the buildup to that was he was 1-4 with an ERA of 7 in his career against the Twins. And I mentioned this before. They had not faced this Dylan Cease, the Dylan Cease that comes out and mowed down the Minnesota Twins to the credit of seven innings. He gave up two walks, lowered his ERA to 2.15. Can somebody please explain to me how this guy is not going to the all-star game? He leads Major League Baseball in strikeouts and is also top five in ERA and in wins. But yeah, sure, let's not let's not make him an all-star. I mean, that the, the all-star game is losing its credibility. I mean, Liam Hendricks got voted into the all-star game. I guess, I guess good for him. You know, he... He missed like almost an entire like couple weeks of the season, but congrats to Liam Hendricks. Obviously, he got voted in the All Star game. The White Sox left any doubt in this game, as they would get the big RBI from Tim Anderson. He drove in a big RBI single. Joel Moncada would follow that up with an R with a double, and then Andrew Vaughn would drive him in. It would be a four nothing lead, and it really felt like with the way Dylan Cease was pitching that that was all they needed. And really it was because the twins only had one hit the entire game. They were lucky. They got, they didn't get no hit 
And then the game really got out of hand in the seventh inning when Moncada hit a bomb over to the batter's eye view straight away, dead center field. Andrew Vaughn would take would take Joe Smith deep right after that. He had the back-to-back jacks, back-to-back ding-dongs. And then he had Josh Harrison on a three-run homer. They opened the game up. They opened the game up. It wasn't even close. They won this game 11 to nothing. They outscored the Twins 31 to 10 in this series. Really kind of showing that we're not going away. We're showing the Twins that we're right behind you. We're not we are not going away. And this was certainly what you wanted to see going into the second half of the season. The way the the way this first half has gone with all the crap that has occurred throughout this podcast with, you know, Tony La Russa making dumb decisions about whether the locker room likes each other, whether it's bad base running plays, bad fielding miscues. And to this point, with all of that, you end the first half with three games out of first place and you have the team in front of you who's coming in for the four game set. We will get into a preview in the next episode of the feeling Soxy podcast but overall i mean this was a huge series that they had to take at least they had to take at least three out of four games and they certainly were able to do that and that was a huge showing for them on for offense for the offense consistently building the consistent um amount of performances they haven't had a real bad offense performance where they looked lifeless other than that game they face Shane Bieber the offense looks like it seems to be clicking on all cylinders even though Aloy and Luis Robert pretty much didn't play in the the second half of this series but they were able to get the job done they did what they had to do you had to come away there with at least three out of four you had to take a sweep away from them but you know you took three out of four the job was done you did what you needed to do and you that's good momentum going into the second half of the season that you hope that you can still sustain. I mean, it, it was unbelievable, unbelievable. And with the first half ending, as we will now transition to a couple of segments before we go back to our preview of the first of the season so far. So, so actually we'll go to segments. We'll do game balls, game balls. I'm giving game balls to the offense. I'm giving it, to Andrew Vaughn, he had a very huge series. He had three RBIs in Sunday's game, and also had a pair of big RBIs in the second in the second game to get the scoring going for the White Sox. And you also had a huge home run in the game on Thursday. Luis Robert gets a gets a half a game ball because he only played in one game, but in that one game he played, he had five RBIs, including a grand slam that really put the Twins out of their misery and the rest of it I'm giving to Dylan Cease and Johnny Cueto. They had the bet. They had really great pitching performances. I mean, Cueto has been a godsend this whole year. I mean, the way that he just works so fast and throws hitters timing off. It's un, it's unbelievable that people thought that this guy was done. He was, he received like no offers from anybody in the off season. Like, the White Sox signed him on April 4th, and he has, I think he, he has a lower ERA than Michael Kopech and Lucas Giolito. He has a second, he is probably the second best pitcher 
on this team. And if you would have told me that when they signed him, I would be doing hula hoops. I would be doing somersaults. I would be doing a bunch of crazy stuff. But we're giving them game balls. Very great series to be able to take three out of four from the Twins. And you hope to continue that build momentum for the second half of the season. So as I previewed, or as I kind of teased a little bit, we're going to look back at some of our predictions. Predictions for what we thought was going to happen for the first half of the regular season. Okay. So, so far, we had a win total that we projected the White Sox to go 96 and 66. Well, we got the six number, right? Just um, they're 46 and 46 right now. And if they go 50 and 10 the rest of the way, which I guess never say never, then that prediction is wrong. So eh, wrong. Team Cy Young. As I, I predicted, Lucas Giolito would be the team Cy Young. I mean, not a bad pick, but the way Dylan Cease performed, I mean, we're already wrong on that prediction. I mean, as there was a, when we did the X factors, when we did the season preview, we wanted more consistency out of Dylan Cease. We certainly have gotten that. He leads Major League Baseball in strikeouts. He's second in, T, in ERA. He is in the top five in most of the major pitching categories. And his overall importance to this team is cannot be overstated he has been great all year long with the exception of a couple starts that went a little haywire but for the most part you got consistency out of Dylan Cease the team MVP I said was going to be Aloy Jimenez I also wasn't factoring in the fact that he was made out of glass and can't stay on the field consistently I'm pretty sure he has only put together like a couple weeks full of Healthy baseball with the White Sox. Obviously, he had that injury that occurred to him in April that really kind of sunk two months of his season where he was going to come back in June, and then he didn't come back until July. So you hope that he comes back and just hits a bunch of bombs and proves to be proves my, that prediction to be right. So it was a split. It was a split decision pick. It was a split decision pick, okay? What do you want me to do? I didn't want to be basic and pick Tim Anderson or Luis Robert like everybody else did, so I threw everybody a curveball and picked Aloy Jimenez. Well, guess what? That was wrong. Guess what? I messed up. I was wrong about that one, and I'm sorry. Don't Actually, I shouldn't be sorry. I'm sorry, Aloy Jimenez, that you can't stay healthy. I mean, if we could just give you a, a syringe where you could just not get hurt anymore, just give him steroids, and he'll never get hurt again, but... You know, then then we'll have the steroid problem again. And as we look to those predictions, so far not really the best, but we still have a second half of White Sox baseball to go. On our next episode of Feeling Soxy Podcast, this was a pretty short episode. I wanted to keep it short and sweet because I have uh, things to do, but I at least wanted to give you a small little recap of what happened in the series against the Minnesota Twins, give out game balls, and we will have more preview. We'll have more second half predictions. We'll start the show with second half predictions, some bold predictions that we think are going to happen in the second half of the season, and then we will transition right into another big series where they open up a four-game set with the Cleveland Guardians. All right, guys, I will see you guys later in the week. I hope you guys have a good one.